In today's show, I'm here live on YouTube to answer your questions. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and even can negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you for also making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. And thank you to everyone on Spotify who uh, sent me screenshots of uh, their Spotify wrapped with Locked On Fantasy Basketball right up the top. We are free, obviously, and available on all platforms every day. Here we are with a mailbag show. Welcome to everyone who is here. We're going to be answering questions. Um, obviously, news going down in the last few hours about uh, an update on Brook Lopez having back surgery. We sort of knew that was coming. With the signing of DeMarcus Cousins, I would not expect Brook back before the playoffs. He's been a drop for ages. Surely that's the move for you to drop now if you haven't already done that. The setback for Zion Williamson. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, we just talked about that yesterday, saying different timelines for foot injuries. May, maybe it's Christmas for him. TJ McConnell with a wrist injury. Uh, he was a drop anyway, but now he's obviously a drop. He's going to be out a while. We don't really know um, how long that's going to go for him or how long that's going to be. Um, all right, so let's get into some questions. Number one question, Jay Santana. Should I drop Damian Lillard because of his abdominal injury? Absolutely not. No, you should not drop Damian Lillard. Now, are we worried about Damian Lillard? The fact that he's out for... Actually, this brings up number one question. Please, every single league needs multiple injured reserve slots. If your league doesn't have injured reserve slots, I'm telling you now, your league's a bullshit league. And you can argue, well, oh, it makes it more competitive, Josh. You've got to make more hard decisions. That's bullshit. It's just garbage. Please, every single person that listens to this show, next season, your league has to have injured reserve slots. It has to. It's ridiculous. Do the Blazers have to cut Damien Lillard because he's out for 10 days? Kids, cover him. Fuck no. No way. It's ridiculous. No, you need an injury reserve site. Anyway, now, if Lillard's out for the season, like Maga Porter Jr., you drop him. All right, but no, he's out 10 days. We'll see what happens. It's an annoying hit that you've got to take, but you've got to take it. You don't have a choice. We do have a choice. You can choose the right decision or you can choose to drop him. That's up to you, Jay. But thanks for the question. Joseph Satale, is Brandon Ingram a buy low? <clears throat> he would have been. Well, he was. He's not anymore. The last two games, he's been shooting fantastically well. And the numbers are back up. So I really don't see um, him as a buy low anymore. JP Lawrence, is the chance Jonas's minutes go up when Zion comes back to the Pelicans not being blown out every game? I really doubt that. What's Valanciunas, um, what's his like playing time like at the moment? It's pretty bloody high. He's averaging, what, 31 minutes a game? Like, this is a guy that's really never been able to establish 30 minutes a night previously. Maybe he plays 32 minutes a night. I don't really think that he's going to be out there playing 35 minutes a night or anything like that. Maybe it's possible, but I think you're um, I think you're reaching a little bit on that. Okay. 
Corey King is Paddy Mills' must roster. I've mentioned this a million times as well. I think he's worth having. Uh, so that's not a, nothing against you, Corey. I don't expect people to listen to everything that I say. It's impossible. Um, he's close to it, at least for the short term. But as I've said with Mills, that if the shots don't go in at 56% from three, he offers you nothing, right? So he is more of a points and threes streamer that when it's hot, the ranking number next to his name looks unbelievable. Paddy Mills is a 75th ranked player, boys. He's 75th, mate. He's kicking it. He's kicking it. All right? People look at that and they go, that's great. And then he goes and shoots 40% from the field and 32% from three and he's 180th best player. And you go, this bloke, Paddy Mills, he's washed. He's finished. What's the point of him? Right, that's where it, it oscillates with him. What's the difference between oscillates and vacillates? I don't know. Anyway, they both mean similar things to me, so I'll just use them interchangeably. But that's where it goes from Mills. So yeah, sure, have him. But if it came to a situation where I was looking at someone who got dropped erroneously, someone panicked and dropped Damian Lillard, for example, I would have no hesitation in dropping Paddy Mills to go and grab someone like that because I think the value for him is going to drop and he's going to be up and down anyway. And he's not that guaranteed top 100 player. Um, Dave Rumpler. From now, from what you've seen, Jay, from what you've seen from Jalen Green, where does he now sit in your rookie rankings, David? Thank you for your question. Have you opened your bottle shop yet, Dave? Um, where does he sit in my rookie rank? I assume you mean dynasty rankings. I had him, I believe. No, I, I can say I believe, but I can also look it up. I think I had him third, and in that third, or oh, sorry, in that third tier. Let's let's bring it up and see what I can find. Hmm. Dynasty rookie tiers. That's where I had it, didn't I? Yeah, so I had him in tier three. Cunningham at one, Mobley in two, which I might switch, but that's how I had it. Then I had him and Jalen Suggs together. I would probably be pushing Green below um, below Barnes, below Giddy. <sighs> probably into tier four. So maybe he'd be at like six or seven. For reference, I had Cunningham, then Mobley then Green and Suggs, then Shengun, Giddy, Barnes, Moody, Jalen Johnson, and John Kaminga. That's here for long term. Then I had uh, Wagner, Highland, and Duarte in the next tier. Actually, I feel pretty good about where these tiers sit. Is there anyone I've really screwed up on? Um, let's have a look. And I feel pretty good about these. I, may, and I had Brown of Boston too low. He was in tier 10. Herb Jones in tier 10 is way too low, obviously. Um, <clears throat> anyone else? Delano Banton I had way too low. I think I had Kessler Edwards too low. In, he was in the lowest tier. Interesting. I was like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but I would drop Green out of tier 3. And I'd probably put Shengun, Gideon, Barnes up into tier 3. And I'd have Green and Suggs come down into tier 4 with... You know, on their own, and then Moody, Jalen Johnson, and Kaminga just behind them. That's how I'd view that. Thanks for the question, David. Um, all right. Streaming strategy in a nine-cat, eight-team league. Miggy, what, what do you mean? Stress a very... Streaming strategy? Yes. Have one. Go hard. Like, your waiver wire is jam-packed with good players. I assume you've got a 13-man roster, meaning you've got you know, eight teams with 13 men. So we're talking 104 players on a roster. So the last two players, on, and, and your streaming strategy is going to depend on how many weekly acquisitions you've got. But if you've got unlimited weekly acquisitions, your, your bottom two or three players, you should be streaming them in and out every day because there's so much value on your waiver wire. 
Um, Jeffrey Cooperman. Good question, but coincidentally, I did a show on this, literally covering it. Who are some buy low players we should look to trade for? There's a whole show on that once a week covering that stuff. So go and check that out before I uh, you know, rehash it here. Corey King, speaking of Herb Jones, do I like him in 12-team leagues? No, I, I don't. Um, look, his value is going to be extended, I guess, with Zion out. But he just isn't a guy that's going to produce enough value outside of as a steals streamer. In a 16-team league, yes. 14, probably. 12. On a low-volume day, stream him in, get some steals. You'll have some good games. But the majority of games, I think, won't be useful enough um, to hold in, in, a, in a league that is that shallow. I'll tell you what isn't shallow. That is using Truebill. That's a terrible segue, but I don't care because you can take control of your subscriptions with the new free Truebill app. Truebill helps you discover hidden, unwanted subscriptions and cancels them with just one click. Truebill is the new app. It identifies and stops paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need. On average, people save up to $720 redos a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. No mention of whether it's upper or lower case here. Go right now, truebuild.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebuild.com slash locked on NBA. Okay, next question. Um, is Bumber a sell high? Is Bumber a sell high? Yes and no. Players are only really going to be a legitimate sell high if you can actually sell them high. And I think with Bumber's inconsistency, his back issue the maybe return of John Isaac in 2025. Who knows what's going to happen with his numbers? So I think in general, he's not just going to be a bang, you can get a top 40 player back. I would be more inclined to just ride it out with Bumba, but it's always worth inquiring. Look, anybody can become a sell high if the other manager's a dickhead. I think that's something you also need to be aware of. Same as anybody can be a buy low because people might be dumb and they have uh, different values on... Uh, on value of... Well, that, that sounded terrible. A bad sentence. Anyway, Brazy Brady. Do I still do sports betting on Yahoo? Yeah, and I've been going terribly. Um, I haven't seen the link. They're in every pregame video. The link is. Um, and just search Josh Lloyd Yahoo. You'll see it. But yesterday, I went 5-1. and one, So maybe we're back on track. Um, where do I think... Big Baller Bredo. Where do I think Zion will finish in end-of-season rankings? Well, it depends if you're talking per-game stuff. I think his minutes are going to be pretty low, especially early on. I and in category leagues, I, I think he's going to struggle just because of the free throw impact and the lower minutes. I don't think he's going to be a top 60 player. I think he'll be outside the top 60 on a per game basis. Is Al Horford someone to hold with Brown's injury? Well, Al Horford's someone to hold irrespective of Jalen Brown's injury. So he's a must roster player. Lan Alvero, I request elaboration on Joe Ingles' terrible start. I'm a believer he can replicate what he did last season as his role did not change. Well, I'm not doing elaboration on Joe Ingles today. He's not one of the guys. He's 34, all right? So his role may not have changed, but he got older. All right, he got older by a year. They also brought in another high usage bench player in the form of Rudy Gay. And that is going to have an impact on Ingles. But let's get something straight. Joe Ingles was the 169th ranked player last year. Sorry, that's not true. I completely lied. 
He's 169th this year. He was 103rd last year. But what, what's different is he's playing three fewer minutes per night. So how did he get those three extra minutes last last year? I think it was injuries. Like it was absences of Conley, Mitchell missing some time, and Ingles stepping up into larger roles. That That's really all. And Bogdanovich struggling early in the season with a wrist injury. That's really all it is here, is that his minutes are down three per game. He's shooting... Um, yeah, a little bit worse from the field. But remember last year, he was on a historic uh, run. He was at 67 true shooting last year. And he has upped that over the recent times. And he is, over the last two weeks, 106th. So he can get back to maybe being a 12-team league guy, but it's going to require 27 to 28 minutes a night. And, and I don't really see him doing that. Jordan Kim, this is a timely question. Is Karis Laverta drop 9-cat 12-team league? In the NBC Sports uh, Sports Edge draft show that we did live on YouTube where I had pick three in that draft, I think. I drafted Karis Levert about pick 100. Now that league's a little bit different because we only drafted 12 players. We only did 12 rounds. We had 10 starters and two bench guys. I dropped Karis Levert today and picked up Jay Sean Tate. That's not a full 12 team league. It's sort of in between a 12 and a 10 in terms of size. I dropped him. I'm, I'm at the top of the standings as well. I'm second in that league, but I do also have LeBron, so I'm missing the next you know, 10 days of him, and I'm playing the number one team this week. But I, I think you can... In a 10-team league, i got no problem with dropping Levert. He's been terrible. There is potential for him to turn it around, but at some point, we just have to go, well, maybe this is this how his role is under Carlisle with the lower minutes, the weird usage, the terrible shot selection, and the poor percentages, and maybe it doesn't change, and maybe you're not actually missing out on much by moving on. I, I don't think that it's a correct decision. Emils, what are the odds Maxi Kleber becomes a starter alongside Porzingis and plays 25 minutes per night? Well, I think those two things are very different questions. What are the odds he becomes a starter? I think it's pretty low. I don't. I think they just, they do like to have that bigger guy next to Porzingis for whatever reason, but play 25 minutes a night, I, got no, I think he does that, no problem. I think he plays 27 to 29 minutes a night, most nights moving forward. Um, and that doesn't need to be with him as a starter. because so they'll start that center and play him like five minutes, like they've been doing recently. Declan Sanders, I'm too old to have favorite musical artists or bands at the moment. I listen to exactly zero new music. Couldn't tell you any new music at all. I feel like my new music discovery ended in about the year 2005, maybe, maybe even, um, maybe even earlier than that. So yeah, I don't have my. I had listened to two bands really, Lagwagon. Pearl Jam. That's it. That's really all I listen to. And I don't really listen to much music anymore. Getting too old for that shit. Um, Julio Acosta. When is Jam Rand and OG Ananobi coming back? Mate, if I knew, I would tell you. I don't even know what Jam Rand's injury is. Nobody knows. He's got a sore knee. Oh, poor Jar. Okay, cool. What is it? A knee sprain. Oh, that's, in, that's non-specific. No one knows what the injury is. He could be back next week. He could be back on Valentine's Day. Do they even play on Valentine's Day? I think it's during the All-Star break. Um, no. <laughs> there's no there's no timeline on that injury. So I don't know. Ananobi, also, also no timeline. I'd expect another two weeks for OG, but I just don't know. There's the superiority. Is it too early to start building your team for the playoffs? Yes, I do believe it is. I believe it is way too early because things can change. Trades can happen in the NBA and blow that plan up. Like that, that's one of the major things that happens. So yes, injuries can happen. It is way too early. I think January or probably trade deadline is where you really should be focusing. Probably mid to end of January. It's too early now. 
Brady, I don't know what it's in reference to saying, would I grab Cousins or Serge in case, in case of what? I don't see any of either Serge Ibaka or DeMarcus Cousins. I know they've got name brand recognition. And I know everyone knows their name. They are not sniffing the dick hole of 12-team league value this season. They're not sniffing that hole at all. How long is Christian Wood injured for? I do not know. NGM, they said it is not um, considered serious. So maybe he misses one or two games. Yeah, they said not considered serious. Um, all right. Larry OB, any opportunity I can get to dunk on James Wiseman, I will. Is Wiseman must roster? I don't even think he's must roster on an NBA roster, let alone a fantasy roster. And that's obviously me playing that for jokes. But no, he is not a must roster 10 or 12 team league player. He was really bad last year. Maybe he has improved. But the Warriors have no... Well, what motivation do they have to change up a team that's like 18-3 and three to force-feed minutes to a rookie who actually was one of the major reasons they lost a significant amount of games last year? I, maybe he becomes a, a, a guy that you can add at some point, but no. Must roster? Not, not, a, not even close. Man, Bulls fans are very insecure. Russ, say something nice about the Bulls. Why do people get so upset? Like if I said I didn't like their free agency moves and now I said, you know what? They've actually looked really good. We don't know how it all plays out when it gets to the playoffs, but they've been awesome. And I was wrong on that. And that's fine. Like, But that doesn't... People get so upset about it. Say something nice about the Bulls. They've played really well. I picked them to beat the Knicks today. I think they cover that 1.5 point spread that they have. I think they've been really impressive. You'll see when I do the um, uh, award show, which might be today or tomorrow, um, how impressed I have been by them. Do I think Emmanuel quickly should start? Yes, I do, actually. I think they should start him and Burks, at least try it out, and bring Fournier off the bench. All right. OC, do I think Deadman plays 28 minutes a night or just played a lot last game because the Cavs are always playing too bigs? That's a good question. I'll I, I tell you why. Um, because you're right. He played 30 minutes yesterday, but there was um, low minutes for PJ Tucker. He played like 24. Markeith Morris was out. Jimmy Butler was out, and there are plenty of lives where Butler goes and plays the four, allowing Tucker to play the five, and they go more wing-heavy. So I think the 30 minutes for him as an expectation is not realistic. 28, maybe. I, I think he's probably going to be more... Like, in the previous starts without Bam, he played like 25 minutes. So, yeah, 28 plus a night. I could see 28. 20, more than 28, I think he's pushing it. But in the short term, if Butler remains out, if Morris remains out, then they are going to go to him and try and extend him higher. But I think it'll settle back. That's how I would view that scenario. But you know what else is back here, guys? Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar's back. And we're here to talk about the holiday season. Because the holiday season is the time to grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's even better than a candy bar, to be honest, because you don't have to worry about the unhealthy nature of those candy bars. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bar. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Raspberry or mint brownie? Cherry, double chocolate. Cookies and cream? Definitely cookies and cream. Or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all of the holiday shoppers. Or you can just do it online, whatever. Because it's a season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at a family party. Jesus Christ. Built Bar's just done a 180. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. If you have any fights in your family regarding Built Bar, please let me know. 
If you want to cozy up with something warm, here's a holiday secret. Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. I'm sorry, Bilt Bar. That sounds like a terrible idea. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. This ad is absolutely off the rails, but that is fine. Go to built.com, use the code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com and I hope Santa stuffs your sack full of his bars. That wasn't in the ad read, but anyway. Giggity! All right, let's go to the next question. Tony McHale, streamers for tonight. I did that show yesterday. Go yes, check out yesterday's uh, What to Watch For show. Hayden says, does the Jarmarant shoot around videos help your confidence in him coming relatively soon? Well, I can't really talk for his, um, uh, when he's coming, but his return, I don't, I haven't watched the videos of him at shoot around, but I, I tell you, this is something that I think is really important for everybody playing fantasy. Oh, by the way, Frank Vogel is going to start Dwight Howard. Frank Vogel, my guy, you are so close to getting fired. I don't make the decisions, but if I did, you would be fired. But the fact that you said to Dwight Howard before the last game, you're not going to play at all, and then play him 35 minutes, and now he's starting. This answer has been absolutely plastered all over everybody's face, giggity, everywhere, that Dwight Howard, if you're going to start a center, erroneously, it has to be Dwight and not DeAndre Jordan. And now they're, they're at least committing to the bullshit. And I can understand, I guess, starting that when, with LeBron out. But Jordan's done. He's cooked. He's finished. Get him out of the league. Cut him. Wave him. Whatever. But Dwight is going to start. Anyway, Hayden, the important thing I think to note here is that listening to players about their own injury is fraught with danger. They will lie. Remember this? Okay, let's use a couple of examples on this one. Um, Christian Wood last year with his ankle injury before the... Jaron Jackson. I'll be back in a minute. It'll, it'll be soon, right? Four months later, no worries. Christian Wood. Oh, yeah, I'll be back pre-All-Star game. And then he came, what, three weeks after the All-Star break? Like, they lie about it. Remember this one, when I broke the news of Damian Lillard perhaps having surgery in the off, in the preseason or being discussed and he was dealing with this ab issue and maybe it gets worse and if they're in a really bad position, he expects some time off. Remember when I said that? And then people rebutted that comment by saying, well, Josh, Josh, what would... Is, is, yeah. What would a fucking idiot Australian fantasy guy know about this? They asked him, and he said, no, there's no problem. Players lie about this shit all the time. Videos of them standing around at shoot-around doesn't mean jack shit. Um, it's encouraging, sure. He's not in a wheelchair. That's all great. But listening to a player or a post they put on Instagram with prayer hands or eye emojis or soon or some bullshit like that, it just is so often misleading that it, you can't read anything into it. Like you, you just cannot. There are too many countless examples of this stuff being declined, denied, you know, here's a return coming and it never happens, right? It just is, there's too many examples of it. Cool. Would I drop one of Sadiq Bay or Nikhil Alexander-Walker for Armani Brooks in an 18-team league? No. In an 18-team league, I would not drop Bay or Alexander Walker for Armani Brooks. You're looking at Armani Brooks as a guy who's got a role here because Green is out and then Porter might miss a little bit of time. That might last literally two games. Whereas Alexander Walker, I know he's been disappointing, but you're in an 18-team league, my guy. And Sadiq Bay, he's been shit out. You're in an 18-team league. They need to be held on to. Okay. Who would I say finishes better in fantasy? Dennis or Burks? I assume you mean Dennis Schroeder. Um, oh, Alec Burks. Burks. Pretty easy. What is Jared Vanderbilt's value? Top 80 or 70? I don't think so. Probably top 10. Uh, top 10. Holy shit. Sorry. No, no, no. Probably top 100 is more my guess. 
Who would I start a franchise with, Giddy or Shangoon? I would probably. Now, I had Shangoon at four or five in the draft, and I had Giddy at six. So I had them really close. I've got them probably at the same level again. I just, I, I think I would take Giddy because having a guy that can create like that is probably a little bit more valuable to me. So maybe a slight switch of where I've been. Who has been Stilianos Daotidis? How badly do I uh, stuff that up, Stilianos? Who has been my league pass crush this season? Hmm. Probably Cleveland. I reckon I've watched more Cleveland games this year than I've watched really at any point in the past. They're just fun, man. I love Garland. I love Mobley. I don't have to watch Colin Sexton's nonsense. Sorry to him. I feel bad that he's injured, but I hated watching him play. Um, but I love watching those other blokes play, and they're feisty. They've been great. I love them. All right. We've got a couple, five minutes or so left here. Jay McM. Hey, Josh, we've got Evan Fournier in a 20-team ESPN points leagues. Is it worth trying to replace him or keep holding? If you're in a 20-team league, I, I assume that means you've got 13 roster spots, so 260 blokes are rostered. Ivan Fournier is clearly a guy you hold, clearly. Now, if you're saying to trade him, maybe you consider that, but you have to you have to keep a bloke like that rostered in that sort of um, league. May 525, do I think Giddy can bump production up by All-Star and be top 50? I think top 50 is too far. Top 80, maybe, maybe, but top 50, I would be pretty doubtful of that. With these past few losses with him starting, does P PJ Washington... Um, a lot of questions on PJ here. Does PJ Washington go back to the bench once Plumlee returns? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Let's just check if there's any news going on here. The Lakers said they will not play both Howard and Jordan in a game anymore. It'll be one or the other. So that means Jordan's done, hopefully. Next, we just got to get um, Avery Bradley out of here. Christian Wood, by the way, is listed as probable. So there, there's the news on his injury. Do I think Buddy Heald will be a drop soon? Tim Pang. Timmy, I, it, is, it is trending that way, for sure. Um, but I, I don't think it'll end up that he becomes a drop. Brady Bonus says, watch some Utah games. I do watch Utah games. I watch every team. I don't watch every second of every game because I'm sorry, that is literally impossible. And anyone who claims that they watch every second of every game is a liar. It is just impossible. All right, I do watch Utah games. I'm just saying, which teams do I get like um, drawn towards more? Carter Lukes. What are the odds that Lakers make the conference finals? I, I'd have to say low, but is the West good? Like, does the West have good teams? Like, the Jazz have gone through a little bit of some struggles. Um, the the Nuggets are in real trouble, but you. Yeah, uh, Okay, let's have a look. The three top teams in the West, you would say, are clearly better than the Lakers. The Suns, the Warriors, and the Jazz. I don't think there's any competition there. After that, it gets a little bit iffy. Mavericks, Grizzlies, Clippers, Blazers, Wolves, Nuggets. Like, it's pretty... The West is pretty bad outside those top three teams. But to get to the conference finals, you need to be in the two best teams. And I don't think the Lakers are there. I think the odds are like 10% of them making the conference finals. I think those other teams are significantly better. Significantly. Ben Barnes. Barnsy. Um, a Paddy Mills and Royce O'Neill must roster in a 14-team points league. Probably, uh, Barnsy. But you might be able to tell better than me because you know what your point scoring system is. You know what Royce and Paddy Mills are averaging. And you can see how that compares to the guys on the waiver wire. But on the surface, yeah, I, in a 14-team league, I can see that. OG. 
What's with all these people having names that are just memes? But what about Scarves? OG. Blizzard stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. With Brook Lopez out indefinitely for back surgery, is it worth picking up Boogie Cousins in a 14-team league points? I think Boogie's probably going to be more 16, but I don't hate taking a flyer in a 14. I don't think he's getting 20 minutes a night. I, I think he's going to be better off in a 16-minute-a-night role, but in 14-team, that might be enough. So I, it depends who I, who I drop, but I would, I would at least marginally consider it. The pencil, Ben Barnes. No, no, you're only the pencil if your initials are HB. Although, actually, Valencia's, Ben Barnes could be the pencil because he's a 2B. And that's another type of pencil. BB, Ben Barnes, 2B. All right, you're the, you're the honorary pencil, Ben Barnes. What is Max's value in Dynasty? I really like him in Dynasty. I don't know where I had him. That's another good question. Where I had him last year in my Dynasty rankings. So I haven't redone them. Let's... Have a look to see where I had him in those dynasty rankings for 2020. Du, du, du. Where is it? Dynasty rookie rankings 2020. I had him at number 10 pre-draft um, for dynasty rankings. I would have him ahead of Pokishevsky, Vassal, Lewis, Wiseman, Okongwu. Hey, I'd ha I, honestly, Ball at one, yes, clearly. Edwards at two. Um, Halliburton at three. I honestly, Dynasty. I I think Maxi jumps ahead there of Halliburton, and then it becomes Halliburton, Okongwu, Vassal probably in that area. I'm just looking at Desmond Baines to jump up a bit in that group. Um, yeah, interesting. I look. He might be number three in that rookie class. And that value, I think, makes him top 30, 35, top 30 long-term in Dynasty, I think. Are we worried about Cat's injury? Look, I've always got to be worried about an injury where he looks in significant pain and then he has to go have x-rays. Now, thankfully, I think they were negative. But yes, I am worried about it. And I don't hate if you've got the space to take a flyer on a Nas read. All right. We are going to... Last question. Uh, wait, we've got two more actually. What makes now Gabriel? I, I can't, I can't abide by you calling him beef stew. What makes the flaming galah? Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. What makes him a holdable player? He's their starting center. Kelly Linux out. He can get thirty plus minutes a night. He can get twelve and seven with one point five blocks on sixty percent shooting. He struggled, of course he has, but. Who are you adding that's giving you that level of opportunity at the moment? I think that's the question that I would ask. So the we look at what he did earlier this year and go, well, this is ridiculous. Why is his shooting numbers so bad? Why is his usage in the toilet? Why is everything completely off from what we saw even last year? So there's significant room to improve. The role is relatively secure. And the guy that was competing for his minutes is injured. That's why I would keep him. And the last question is Joshua Ahmed. What is your biggest draft regret this year in any of your leagues? I'm going to eliminate um, injuries from it because you don't take a Michael Porter in like round three is, is a terrible decision. All right, but I didn't expect him to do this bad or to be hurt. What else is a big draft regret for me this year? The Michael Porter one stands out a lot. Um, probably putting, putting too much faith in Kemba Walker. Um, maybe too much faith in Derek White. Um, too much faith in Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, not going with my gut that I don't think he's a, a very good NBA player, 
even though I just said to hold on. Um, but yeah, they're, they're probably, I'm sure there's other ones up there. They're probably the ones like having Damian Lillard at six is, but I couldn't have known. I didn't know this at the time. That's probably a, a regret of mine. All right. I reckon that'll do it for us today, guys. Thank you here for watching on the old YouTube. And if you are listening to it later after the fact, thank you as well. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. But if you're here on YouTube, just lightly caress the like button. Gently touch the subscribe button. Leave your comment with your most flowery prose. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. (laughs) 